Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hi team, Magli here. How are we? It is just going to be me today because I have had, oh my goodness, I have had a morning and I just, <laughs> I need an outlet. I need to tell you about it. Um, it's my rant of the week and actually this is a feature that I've been thinking of bringing into the podcast rant of the week. So if you feel like you've got a rant of the week, I'm about to start mine, but if you feel like you have one and you want to share yours with me, please don't hesitate to get in touch, email in, all of my details are in the description. Okay, right. (laughs) So last night I was teaching in a studio that's about 25 minutes, let's say half an hour away from the house. I left my bag at the studio because I had my yoga mat with me, my phone in my hand and my car keys in my coat pocket and I don't often take my bag with me, I don't know why I took it with me last night. Needless to say, I didn't realise that I had forgotten it at the studio until I had parked just outside the house, well not just outside the house because we don't have parking outside the house, but (laughs) wherever we park the car. Anyway, I thought, fuck, right. I considered going last night. I didn't get home till about, what time do I get back after my class? Like, I don't know, just before 10? Yeah, um, let's say 9.30. Anyway, needless to say, I didn't realise. I thought, right, it's way too late. I'm going to go in the morning. The problem is, oh, guys, I hate traffic. I hate traffic so much. It is unbelievable. It just, it stresses me out. It feels like such a fucking waste of time. I just don't understand (laughs) why people, I know it's not, you know, possible. I just, I need people to continue driving. It makes me so anxious. I just, I can't bear it. It's like, there's something in me, there's a fire inside of me. It just, it gets me so riled up. I I really do not cope well in traffic. So I thought, okay, I have a couple of options. I can either go, because it's quite a busy city where I where I was teaching, where I needed to go back to get my bag. I can either go straight after dropping Isla off at Childminding, or I can go a little bit later on in the day where there's going to be less traffic. Or I can decide to wake up really early, like 5.30, and go straight away in order to be able to get back before George has to leave to walk the dog and then go to work. Because obviously we can't, Isla will be asleep, but we can't just leave her in the house by herself. So I decide, (laughs) I do decide to wake up really early. And I'm very proud of myself. My alarm goes off at 5.30, if not a little bit before. I have left the house maybe quarter to six. I go to the studio and so there's a main entrance which obviously is closed at that time. I didn't expect it to be open. There's also a side entrance for like out of hours. If ever, you know, people need to go into the building because it's a sort of like business center and then the studio work for hire a studio in that space. It's a really nice studio. But there's a sort of like out of hours uh, door with a code in case you're going in like outside of the nine to five where the main entrance is open. Anyway, needless to say, I go in no, I don't go in. <laughs> I go to the door. I put the code in. I try to open it. It doesn't open. Right. I double check the code in my phone, in my notes. I put the code in again. I open the door. Well, I don't open the door. I try to open the door. The door. It doesn't open. I'm now thinking to myself, right, there's probably a caretaker of some sorts that closes the door 
like after the last thing because obviously they must know what what businesses come in and out of the building and after the last thing is happening you know in the building there must be some sort of caretaker that locks the door past the code if that makes sense so I'm realizing this I'm raging not gonna lie but I've got no other options. I need to get back in the car. I need to go home. What else am I going to do? Nothing. I can't wait for it to open. And it doesn't open before nine. They do have a sign saying, call this number in case you need access before nine o'clock. <laughs> but it's 20 past six. <laughs> I do try to call the number and I feel bad, but I do try to call the number in my head thinking, right, obviously no one's going to answer, but I do try to call. No one did answer. I go home. I'm not going to lie. I have an absolute meltdown when I get home. George looks at me realizing that I haven't got my bag in my hand. He goes, oh, what happened? And I just, I start crying. I sit on the couch. Isla's awake by this point. I sit on the couch and just start crying, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But oh, I'm just so fucking frustrated because now, so it's an hour journey there and back. So now I'm thinking, right, my only other option is to just just go in the day. I can either go straight after dropping Isla off, which does make sense and is what I end up doing, or I can come home, potter about, and then go afterwards, but then oh, getting in and out of the car, blah, 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 it's just hassle. So I decide to go after dropping Isla off at childminding. So I get Isla ready, everything's fine. We leave the house, I walk her, oh my gosh, right, I am walking her to the car, and this woman is walking past us with her little girl, I assume on their way to school. And the little girl just starts touching Isla, like she walks up to her, starts stroking her face. And I don't really say anything at first, but then she literally cups Isla's face in her hands and just starts stroking both of her cheeks. And at which point I looked at the mum and they must have been foreign because I said to her, that's a bit much, don't you think? Because the little girl was literally like holding Isla's face in her hands, and I thought, right, it's another kid, you know, she, she obviously thinks Isla's cute, so she's just, like, wanting to touch her, and I don't really know what the boundaries are in that sense, because, you, like, an adult, you don't walk, walk up to another adult and just start, <laughs> start stroking them, <laughs> right, but then kids, I don't really know where, where and when you kind of start teaching those boundaries that you shouldn't walk up to another kid and just start stroking them, and also, the mom wasn't saying anything, and I'm not like I don't feel comfortable telling the mom the kid and you know I started talking and she was obviously foreign because she just kind of smiled at me you know not really understand what I'm saying anyway in the end I'm like kind of put my hand up to say like can you stop please because it's a little bit much but I just thought it's so fucking weird why it, it really was just the strangest experience. Anyway, so that happened. We walked to the car. Isla is now going through a phase where uh, she's fine walking to the car, but as soon as she realizes that we're getting in the car, she's really unhappy. I don't know what it is. As soon as she's in the car and we're driving, she's absolutely fine. But she doesn't like the act of getting in the car. It's strange. Anyway, so I open the door. She starts kicking and screaming actively because then I pick her up. <laughs> I put her in the car seat. She's kicking and screaming. As this is happening... Her boot, she's got a welly boot on because, well, she won't wear anything else. Um, to be fair, she will, but she really loves her wellies. So whatever, we just, she wears her wellies all the time. Her boot, one of her welly boots comes off. This is a super slapstick moment. It's unbelievable. It falls off of her foot, falls to the ground, bounces off me and goes underneath the car. So I'm now flat on the ground, right? like just on the pavement, not on the pavement, just on the, on the actual road, making sure in the meantime that I'm not getting run over. I'm on the floor, belly on the floor, trying to reach my hand underneath the car to pick up this welly while she's kicking and screaming. Next to me, there's another family getting in the car because it's like prime take your kids to school 
time. And they're getting in the car fine. And in my head, I'm thinking, fuck off. <laughs> they're looking at me. Obviously, what a scene. I'm there on the floor, flat, trying to reach underneath the car to pick up her welly boot. She's kicking and screaming. And they're looking at me. And I obviously feel like they're judging me. They're probably not. They're probably thinking, fuck this poor woman. We've been there before. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh, you smug people. <laughs> getting in your car just calmly peacefully, quietly, happily. What is that like? Tell me, what is that like? Because I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I retrieve the welly. I put it back on her foot. We go on our merry way. I drop her off at childminding. And then I decide to go and get my car. Not my car. <laughs> I've got my car. I'm in the car. Decide to go get my bag at the studio. Oh, also, in that time, I realise Isla still has paint on her wrists. And then I called George and I said, did you by any chance? Because <laughs> I was working last night. I was teaching at the studio, right? Hence, I forgot my bag. And I called George and I said, did you by any chance give Isla a bath last night? He says no. <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking, lovely. Of course not. <laughs> and you know what? That's okay. We actually, we don't bath Isla every night. But you know from the childminder, because you receive the same messages I receive, the, you know, updates of what she's been up to. You've seen, because we've been sent the video, that she's painted all over her own body during the painting session. And I can now see that she still has paint on her wrists, on her arms. Like, how did you... <laughs> I'm sorry, how did you not think that she might need a bath? Needless to say, in my head, I'm thinking, fuck, I'm literally, I'm dropping her off at the same childminder with yesterday's paint still on. In my head, thinking, like... You, we obviously, we've not washed our kid. You can see that, you know that. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to pretend it's not happening. But no, we don't wash our kids. <laughs> it's obviously the image that I'm portraying um, with loads of guilt inside me. Anyway, so uh, that has been the morning so far. And then I come home and I go on Instagram and I realize that it's World Book Day. And oh, uh, okay, Isla's only 16 months, so it's it's not an issue, but I feel bad because I'm seeing all of these images of parents that have dressed their kids up as like characters from their favorite books. And I feel really guilty that I, I just forgot. I didn't, honestly, I didn't even think of it at all. Oh, yeah, so annoying. I, I find myself at the moment, I am like judging myself based on what other people are doing with their kids, which isn't normally something that I do, to be fair. I'm quite like relaxed, like, oh, yeah, your kid's doing that, your kid's doing this, like, great for you and your kid. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, And it, it really is. But at the moment, I'm finding that I'm, yeah, being a bit judgmental on myself based on like what other people are doing, which is just not great and what I don't want for myself because yeah it just affects you mentally you always feel like you're not doing enough or you should always be doing more but yes I did not dress Isla in any book characters today um but hey ho that being said world book day okay I have to talk about this book that I've been reading at the moment at the moment I'm actually going through a really big reading phase which I love just like anything I feel like as humans we tend to dip in and out of hobbies or just activities, whatever. At the moment, I'm in a huge reading phase, which I adore because I love reading so much. And I've absolutely adored my most recent book, which I've just finished, Beth O'Leary, The No Show. If you haven't read it, I could not recommend it enough. It was so good. I gobbled it up so quickly. I only bought it last week in Tesco's and I actually found it on Amazon. I could have got it cheaper on Amazon, but I bought it in Tesco's. It's only £4.50 on Amazon. I'm going to leave the link below in the description because honestly it's the best book I've read it might be my new favorite book ever although I don't want to big it up too much because 
then I fear that you won't like it as much as I liked it. So, you know what? It was bang average. But should you, you know, be in the mood for an average read? <laughs> I highly, highly recommend it. And actually, reading, I think, has been taking up the time that I normally would spend exercising, which is good or and bad in different ways. But um, I'm not spending a lot of time moving at the moment. And I have noticed that actually, to be fair, it is it's affecting my morale a little bit. But that's okay. I'm sort of riding the wave that at the moment I'm in a little bit of a, not a low morale, but just, yeah, just prodding along. <laughs> but I'm reading and I absolutely love it. And actually, we were at the hospital earlier this week for Isla for her eczema, which, oh my gosh, we tried to get this appointment when she was about three months old because she had really bad baby eczema. But obviously, you have to have had certain number of checks with the GP. They need to consider it like a quite severe situation. Needless to say, finally got a letter through months ago being like, oh, your appointment is still months away. But the appointment was this week at the hospital and so happy. It was actually really, really good, the appointment. It was so informative and they were really lovely. Although at first I didn't think they were being lovely because the nurse said to me, she was like, oh, her eczema is not too bad. And in my head, obviously my demon is you know, talking to me and saying, oh, she's saying that, you know, you've been worrying for nothing, which to be fair to her, she wasn't at all. What she was saying was that she can tell that we've really worked really well on her skin, that we've done everything that we can do, you know, making sure to moisturize her often, making sure to change her clothes often so that the skin can like renew itself because the old skin gets stuck to like, you know, the inside of the clothes, things like that. So I felt really grateful and I felt really good in myself as a mum that she obviously could see that I had done everything I could in the situation that I was in with Isla skin if that makes sense. A really good tip that she told me and I did not know this and I cannot believe that the GP didn't tell me although to be fair the GP probably didn't even know this which uh, is so annoying and it's like why why would we even go see a GP for such a specialized thing but I know that the GP is just like the first port of call but Oh, still, I feel like this is such a basic piece of information that we should have known. If you have a little one with eczema and you moisturize them often, which, you know, you probably are and should be, you should moisturize them up to down, if that makes sense. So not in like circular motions, literally you start at the top and you just slide, glide your hands down their body, whatever part of the body you're moisturizing, probably the whole body if it's eczema. Because it's something to do with like the hair follicles and the way the hair follicles or the skin absorbs the cream. I'm not really sure about the science behind it, but that is what will help the skin absorb the, the cream, the moisturizer, whatever it is that you're putting on the skin better than if you were doing the moisturizer in like circular motions. I thought that was such an interesting piece of information. Um, yes, highly recommend you do that. Although, you know, take what I say with a pinch of salt because obviously I don't know the science behind it. But yeah, I'm really happy we finally got that appointment out of the way. And then, oh my gosh, we needed to wait, right? So they prescribed us like a special moisturizer for his skin. And then they also prescribed us like a body wash um, that's better for eczema or babies that are prone to dry skin. By the way, Child's Farm, apparently not that great for babies, even though it says like it, the brand is Child's Farm, you would assume that it's good for kids. And I'm not saying that it's bad for kids, but apparently not ideal if your baby has eczema or is prone to like dry skin. 
Um, but at the hospital, we needed to wait two hours for the prescription. Oh my goodness. Luckily for us, we actually, Isla, ended up going to Hannah, so George's sister, Isla's auntie, in the afternoon. And it worked out really well because we had, George and I had both gone to the hospital for the appointment, but in separate cars. So George ended up taking the car with Isla's car seat to work and then dropped Isla off on his way to work. And then I waited with the other car and it's actually a spare car that we, well, it's not spare to us. We're borrowing it from someone because our other car broke down. It's another big car situation. Needless to say, I waited two hours in the hospital and I was absolutely buzzing because guys, <laughs> oh, that is when I finished my book. That is when I finished The No Show by Beth O'Leary and it was so good and it felt, normally I would get really frustrated needing to wait two hours at the hospital, but now that I have a kid, it was like guilt-free reading time, you know? I don't feel like I can read just two hours at home. It, I feel bad. I feel like I should be doing something, you know, being productive, whatever it may be that I want to do or clean or walk the dog or, do you know what I mean? There's always something. When you're at home, you always feel like you should be doing something. And to have two hours, I know it sounds really probably like stupid and ridiculous. I absolutely loved my two hour wait at the hospital just so that I could read my book. And then I finished it. And actually my next one on the list is Ellie Taylor, My Child and Other Mistakes. I've heard really good things about it. And it's actually my friend Jess that gave it to me as a present to thank me for having her on the podcast. Thank you, Jess. I've already started it, started it last night, and I cannot wait to get into it. Apparently, it's a really funny account on, yeah, her child and other mistakes, and I just love that. I Like, I hate that I feel bad saying this, but I have asked myself, and I'm sure other mums have asked themselves, did I fucking make a mistake <laughs> by having this kid, you know? And I love it you know, the conversation is just out there more, um, because as we know, that's what I'm about. Oh, and on Ellie Taylor, by the way, I found myself yesterday googling her and seeing what age she had written her book, because, so, a little background, I've always loved writing, I found it's such a good outlet for me, uh, mentally, I write all the time, um, whether it be in my journal, or sometimes just I get, you know, like a Google Doc open, and I just tap, 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 tap away at the laptop at whatever's coming, and I've always in my head had a dream that one day I would write a book, I'm still not sure what it would be about, and I'm thinking that potentially at some point in the future, all of my writings, you know, years and years of just random notes in my phone, and Google Docs, and journals in my notebook, I might pile them together, and create some sort of horrendous read <laughs> basically just my anxieties but I found myself googling her name and being like at what age did she write her book and realizing that actually she had written it oh, I can't remember now actually what it was I can't remember if it was like younger than me or older than me but I find myself doing that with loads of people whenever I see that they've achieved something I'm like oh what age were you or googling what age they were and if they're younger than me I beat myself up that I haven't done XYZ by that age. But if they're older than me, I think to myself, oh, it's okay. I've still got a few years. Does anyone else do this? It's so annoying. Why is there such pressure at like achieving things before a certain age? And also, like, it's just, it's so relative to the life you've led and what just what's brought you to where you are. And yeah, trying, trying not to do that anymore. But Ellie Taylor, her book, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to get into it. So yeah, adored my little two hour guilt-free reading time in the hospital. And then another funny thing. So this other car, this spare car that we're using at the moment, a friend's car because our other one broke down. 
um, is, oh my gosh, guys, it's an automatic. I have never driven an automatic car in my life. Oh, P.S. Whilst I'm on the topic of books, do you guys have any book recommendations? Please let me know because like I said, I'm in a book haul and I'm just gobbling all of my books. Is that even a thing? Gobble, gobble. Like who the fuck gobbles a book? <laughs> I think I might have just made um, a thing up. Anyway, yeah, let me know any book recommendations. I would absolutely love that uh, because yeah, love reading. It just feels, ah, it's just, it's peaceful. It's quiet. I don't feel like I'm consuming content like I am when it, you know, when I'm on my phone or watching TV, it's just, it's much more calming I have found for me. And it's just, it's like an escape from my thoughts, my mind. I really get into the story. Obviously, you know, there are some books, they're not as good. You get a bit distracted. I actually read a book recently. I think it was last month and it wasn't the best book I've ever read. I did still finish it. Although I'm, I don't know, sometimes I am pro finishing a book, even if it's not great. I think my perfectionism gets to me. I feel like I have to finish it. Otherwise, uh, I don't know why I feel like that. But yeah, send me book recommendations. Anyway, so I'm driving this automatic. Oh, before I'm driving the automatic, Georgia's left it in the car park. But because we drove separately, the hospital car park was so busy that I ended up parking in one place. He ended up finding another car parking space. And then we met like inside the hospital. So I didn't know exactly where his car was, where he'd parked it because he took Isla and I waited inside the hospital. So he just gave me the keys. And then I'm there, <laughs> I'm there walking around the car park. All I know is that it's a VW, it's quite big and it's gray color-ish. So I'm there walking around the car park, clicking the car key, you know, like so that I see the lights flash. I'm literally walking around all of the aisles, just clicking the key at any VW, any gray or silver VW that I can see until I'm hoping that, you know, lights flash and I realize that it's my car. But actually, I had seen the car before. And when I got to the car where the lights like flash to say that the car's opening because I've clicked the key, it didn't look like the car I had remembered seeing as the car that George was borrowing from a friend. So I'm no joke, in my head I'm wondering, like, I, I, I was so certain that it wasn't the car, but it obviously was the car. But in my head, I am wondering in this moment, can you open other VWs or can you open other cars of the same brand with the car key, which I realize now is a really, really stupid thought. But I just, you know, when you're so certain of something, you're obviously not because it's untrue, but you're so certain you're like, it has to be like, surely. But anyway, I called George. I was like, does the car have this inside? Does the car have that inside? He confirmed that was the car. I got into the car. First time driving an automatic and at the risk of sounding like the world's worst driver, it was eye-opening to me to be driving the car with both hands on the steering wheel because my manual drivers, correct me if I'm wrong, right, that left hand more often than not is on the gear stick, right, because you're chopping and changing and even if you're just driving at the same like mileage so you don't have to change gears, I just feel like the left hand just like rests there nicely on the side but yeah, an absolute eye-opening experience to have both hands on the steering wheel and actually I found myself you know when you learn to drive and you like shuffle the um, what's it called the steering wheel like side to side you know to keep your hands on the 10 and 2 position although apparently now it's more of a 9-3 anyway I was doing that instead of just using the one hand motion circular motion do you know what I mean so that was a fun experience this week I feel like it's funny because in my head I was like oh I feel like I've had a bit of a boring week but now that I'm talking to you guys yeah look at everything that's happened I think this is what's good about the podcast sometimes I I think as people we forget things that we've done and 
even when bad things happen to us, we're so in the negativity of whatever's happened. And I feel like sometimes when we tell people a bad story, it brings lightness to it. It like we laugh about it because potentially the other people are laughing back at us, blah, blah. And I really feel like with this podcast, it's been such a good outlet for me. So thank you. <laughs> but hopefully you're enjoying it as well. Just the stories and stuff. Um, but yeah, I find that actually it enables me to see it with a bit of a more of a lighthearted perspective. Um, and it also allows me to like remember all of the things that I've done because we're so focused mentally on all of the things we didn't do, right? Whereas when I'm like, when I'm just chatting to you guys or talking on an episode with another mom and we're sharing stories and stuff in my head, I'm always like, fuck, like I've actually done this, you know, I'm, I'm living, <laughs> I'm living and I'm doing things. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Oh, on a more somewhat serious note, I guess, to be fair, um, ah. Oh. I forgot something quite important today. So, um, admittedly, although the general vibe is is better, you know, I've spoken about my postpartum depression journey, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and I'm I've moved on. Well, moved on. No, I've like moved away from that sort of deep, deep hole, if that makes sense. But I personally don't think it's something that ever goes away. It's something that you know ebbs and flows, and you deal with it on the day to day. The best way we know how, but at the moment I am finding myself, like I mentioned, I'm comparing myself, and the way I'm noticing that the way I talk to myself isn't the greatest, and it was it never used to be like that. Um, I've always you know had an inner chatter and had demons as we all do, but since Isla, my sort of personal hate speech, I guess, has really ramped up, and. I've noticed it coming back in, in the last few weeks. So I was at the GP recently um, for something for Isla. And then whilst I was there, I thought, okay, I'm going to try and get in before it gets even worse. So I spoke to the receptionist and I booked an appointment to, I had months and months and months ago um, started, I think I spoke about it, started, um, what do you call it? Just the sort of like journey to being referred to a like specialist perinatal mental health nurse whatever it is um that they put you in touch with when you feel like you need a little bit of extra help and at the time it, it just had taken so long honestly months and months of like paperwork back and forth blah blah what person do you want to see and I was getting a bit fed up and I was starting to feel a bit better so I scrapped that um I didn't scrap it but I was like by the time they got to me I genuinely felt like I was in a much better headspace so I just sort of left it and was like oh I think I'm much better I don't feel like I need you know the help anymore but recently I've noticed those thoughts and those, you know, demons on my shoulders and just like my inner chatter being quite negative about myself to myself. So I thought, okay, before, before it gets bad and before I'm in the deep hole and it takes months, you know, before I can speak to someone, let's see if I can sort of catch it early and speak to someone, you know, not necessarily right now, but in the weeks, potentially months to come, because it does take, it can take a while through the NHS. Um, let's see if I can speak to someone so that by the time, you know, if it does get worse, I'm like, I'm already in the process, if that makes sense. Oh, guys, in the fucking chaos of this morning, I forgot my appointment. I completely forgot my appointment. So I had an appointment today with my GP to just talk about it a little bit more. And, um, yeah, fucking forgot the appointment. So I called the receptionist and said, I'm so sorry. And can they rebook me? But they can't rebook you immediately. They need to talk to the manager of God knows what. 
um, and then they'll call me to try and rebook me in. It's annoying because as much as I'm such an advocate for talking about mental health, sometimes I really struggle admitting that mentally I'm not always in the best headspace. And I think that's because because of my work as a yoga teacher and as someone that holds space and encourages people to find, you know, meditation, mindfulness, yoga, I feel like a fraud, if I'm honest. I feel like, who am I to be holding space for people to, for them to better their headspace and their own mindset and their own life when I'm not always in the best position to do that for myself? Um, and again, I know that that's, just my own demons talking because it's so much different when it's you and you're having to do it for yourself. I I know that, I know that, but I can't help those demons being like, well, you obviously can't be good at your job. Like, how come if you're able to hold space for people, how come you can't do it for yourself? Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, gosh, I hadn't actually planned to um say that. <laughs> I just planned to have my um <laughs> my rant about my morning. <laughs> <laughs> let me know what your rant of the week or of the day is guys I would love 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 to hear from you um yeah also whilst I'm here please please do subscribe rate the podcast and review the podcast because I'm not gonna lie I have so many hopes and dreams for the podcast I would really love for it to I'm not gonna lie become big you know I, for some reason it feels a bit shameful to say that as if I don't know, why wouldn't I want it to become big? As if like, I'm not saying I want to become famous, but I don't know why. For some reason, I feel like shame saying like, I would love the podcast to be big, but trying to, you know, not judge myself. Oh my God, honestly, this is the anxiety in my head all the fucking time. Um, yeah, please help me on that journey. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me. Tell a friend, tell, I don't know, your mother, sister, brother. <laughs> <laughs> every man and his dog please 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 just tell them about the podcast and rate and review you can review the podcast on apple Podcasts. you can write me a little message it would mean the world and it really does help support me and support the podcast because admittedly one of my dreams would be able to potentially get a sponsor on the podcast um guys listening are you looking to sponsor <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking to sponsor a podcast by any chance? I can give you a good deal. <laughs> um, yeah, because as much as it started as a passion project, girls gotta eat, you know? Life is not is not cheap. And I do spend a lot of time on it and I don't want to stop spending time on it. I really, really I can't tell you how much I love it, how much I love connecting with you guys, the listeners. I love connecting with other moms that come on the podcast and hearing their stories. And yeah, as I mentioned before, it's really therapeutic for me. And from a really selfish point of view, I can't tell you how much it's actually helped me, just feeling like I can just talk. Um, which probably sounds really silly because talking is what we do day in and day out. But do we though, past the, hey, you're right, blah, 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 do we actually talk, you know, about like deep things, about big life things, about shame, about guilt, about resentment, about societal pressure, you know, just real life stuff. Um, George and I recently had a conversation about our finances. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> over a bottle of wine which we probably can't afford <laughs> 
and I looked at him and I started getting a little bit upset because I was like, fuck, I'm an, like, I'm an adult. I know that this probably is going to sound really, really privileged, but I never thought that I would be in a position where I would have to have a conversation about budgeting because we're in a situation where we need to, <laughs> we just need to be really mindful, right? Like that just feels like adult shit. I'm not prepared for. And I am really lucky. I did grow up in a really financially um, comfortable household. And I think at the risk of sounding really spoiled, I think I did get used to that. Of course, we get used to what we're used to because it's what we're used to. And I'm not in that situation anymore, (laughs) which is which is fine. But yeah, it's crazy. I'm just having like actual adult conversations. And again, at the risk, I feel a little bit of shame admitting this, but I I used to look down on people that claimed benefits. And I'm really sorry. Um, and to confirm, I do not feel like that at all. And actually, I am in the process at the moment of seeing if we're in, able to claim any benefits. Um, for a long time, we weren't because of Brexit. I didn't have British citizenship well I still don't have British citizenship but I wasn't like I hadn't applied for the settlement scheme for a while there (laughs) no joke we thought I was going to get deported but anyway it's good I'm safe and I'm legal (laughs) that is the important thing to remember and bonus I'm potentially eligible for a couple benefits and I don't know why I had this idea that, oh, and I'm really sorry to say this out loud, like I feel such shame, but I am going to admit it. I had this idea that if you claimed benefits, you would just, it meant that you weren't working hard. It meant that you weren't trying hard enough because surely you should be able to live working. Like why, why aren't you working and making enough money for your family? And I'm really, really sorry that I had this belief in in myself because I'm now in a situation where for, you know, a myriad of different reasons, I'm not always in the position where I'm able to to work all the time because because I've got a kid and can't get a full-time job and childcare is expensive and don't get me started. That's a whole other, you know, topic in itself. And you know what? Annoyingly, I don't think I even understand it as much as I wish I understood it. I wish I had oh, the time to just delve a little bit more and potentially even like dedicate some time towards being a bit of an advocate for women and their working rights and childcare and just the policies and the politics around that. But just, yeah, I don't think my brain has the capacity for that at the moment. But at some point, because it is something that I'm so passionate about, because I think I'm in the situation now. And before I was judging from a place, honestly, of privilege and of just not knowing, just not knowing and not understanding um so yeah that is um that's that (laughs) that's where I'm at today how are you guys (laughs) oh how is your week going I think sometimes it's nice to just take a moment to reflect how is my week is it a fucking shit show yes it is (laughs) is the world crumbling around us yes it is Oh, do we still wake up in the morning? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And sometimes that's all that we can do. And that is okay. That is okay. Right. I think, um, I think I might leave it there for today, guys. (laughs) Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, please subscribe, rate and review the podcast. I can't tell you how much it would mean to me. I'm sending you so much love 
don't hesitate to get in touch with any stories, anecdotes, your rant of the week and your book recommendations. I would love to hear from you and connect with more of you. Lots of love. Ciao.